5 o'clock in Pirate Country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Lock it in, turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. All right, welcome in, everybody. It is uh, a Monday after a crazy, crazy weekend in the world of sports. Your destination for it all, flagship of the Pirates, Eastern North Carolina's home for sports. It's 94.3 The Game, the home to Greenville's number one sports show. That is the Patrick Johnson Show. I'm the P-Man, Ben Byram, producing the uh, program today. Say hello to him. Hey, Ben. He is. There you go. Slapping so coach. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh a lot to get to here. Let's let's start with kind of the current news. Uh, and we are gonna speak on uh our thoughts on Coach Dooley, who I like quite a bit personally. Uh, but uh word today that there is going to be a meeting of the board of trustees coming up at three thirty Wednesday. Uh I understand through hashtag sources that uh, they are close to having a deal, they being uh, the ECU Athletic Administration. Um, ECU Athletics close to having a deal with uh, their next basketball coach who will replace Joe Dooley. So the move on this was quick. Uh, Coach Dooley fired Friday. Of course, we didn't have a show Friday. I wasn't going to be here anyway because I had a TV assignment out of town. And uh, Ben was going to be hosting the show and would have been done a fabulous job. It had been in capable hands, but then they moved the baseball game up because of the weather and, you know, is what it is. So uh, we, and, and let me just say this, because this is one thing I want to get out of the way. And, and this is not, I, Ben, you, you, how long have you known me, Ben? For what, a couple of years? We been, worked closely together. Been almost four years, right? Four or five oh, years. Oh, it's been that long? Around? Okay. It's been, it's been a while. It's been a long time. So, I started so when you, I was 17 years old. Okay. So you've known me for a good while, right? I didn't realize it's been that long. So yeah. you've known me a long while. And you know I'm a lot of my uh, – I'm not braggadocious. I, some of this is for show. Yeah, I have a massive yeah. ego. But, I mean, a lot of it is for show and ha Well, you're I'm a media guy. We well, yeah. But, I mean, we've broken our fair share of stories around here. You know? Yeah, yeah, of course. I, I can think of uh, the Mike Houston uh, head coach hiring. Well, that leaps to one. mind, but we've, we've broken some other ones. I mean, we do all right. We break we break news around these parts, you know? Yeah, and we do it the right way, I believe. I mean, we don't yeah. jump the gun or anything. Or I I did break the Mike, and it was much to the chagrin of the – our brethren in the media. I mean, people that I'm actually very good friends with were doubting the validity of our report. Go ahead, Steve. No, 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 no. I said good friends. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Now let's, let's, let's keep it above board today. But we, we, and I I take no pride. I take no joy in this because I like Joe Dooley so much that, I mean, I got the word from a great source. This was happening and I reported it. Now I was in the middle of a, telecast when i did this 
you know? A man of many talents. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. The ultimate multitasker. Um, so, yeah. That's, I mean, I was. I was in the TV booth doing a game and were, was reporting on this simultaneously. Including confirming it. So, I mean, that was the deal there. So I, you know, because the only reason I bring this up, I had people when I've been in Greenville doing games the last couple of days, you know, we talked about it and I and they made mention of, I, I saw you were the first one to have it. And, and again, I it was, it was not necessarily me. It was the station that was the first one to have it. I also reported it additionally. We're not happy about what happened. I, I just wanted to set the record straight again before we move forward here. Yet again, we, we break and, we, and if somebody else breaks news, we give them credit. I have no problem giving anybody else credit. Sometimes I don't necessarily trust what they're saying until we can be independently verified. But, I, but you know, we and I'm not even looking for the credit. I'm just, I, I just wanted to roll it out there. Is that wrong? I'm making it too much about me. I'm acting like other members of the media now. I'm making it too much about me. All right, forget I just said all that. Let me say this. I really, well, so, again, it looks like the hiring of whoever this individual is is imminent. Uh, a few more details to be sorted out, as I as I understand it, but they have called a board meeting, so they're very confident that there will be a personnel matter discussed, which all indications are is regarding ECU's basketball job on Wednesday. Uh, we're in the process of planning how we're going to handle Wednesday. We don't have a show tomorrow, but we'll have social media. And if I need to jump on Tom Lamprecht's show, I'm sure I can. If Ben needs to interrupt something during the baseball game tomorrow or Scooter, I'm sure they will. But let me just say this about Joe Dooley before we go any further. I, I really like Joe Dooley quite a lot. He is a He was excellent with me. Uh, has always been, but this year, especially doing the TV, he was great. He was candid. He was honest. Uh, he confided a lot of things about his program in me, and it was all for background purposes, so I would have an understanding of what was going on. And, I, and when I say that, I mean, you know, if a guy was, was you know, was injured, he, he couldn't divulge what the injury was, but, you know, how far along certain guys were in the process. A lot of other guys would have just grabbed that and run, run with that information. I did not. Because and release again, it and try to Right. Yeah, that wasn't report. my role. I was trying to make sure I was prepared going in. And I hope Coach Dooley, and I think Coach Dooley appreciated uh, the level of commitment and preparedness I brought to those telecasts. I hope everybody did and does. But uh, So I like Joe personally. I think he's a great basketball coach, personally. I do. Been around basketball a long, long time. I think the fact that he went 500 this year is a real testament to the program he was building. It was not working out in the eyes of the administration. There's a lot of reasons for that. And I'll say this, um, that's the administration's job to among, their, among the many they have and responsibilities. If they do not feel like a situation's going in the right direction, they have every right to make a correction. And they have every right to hire who they want to hire. My only plea in this whole thing, and, and, and a couple more things about Joe. Joe's got a, fab, a very nice family. His father has been in this community since he was here the first time. His dad's a really, really nice man. 
Uh, big fan of Talk of the Town. This show, I don't think he knows it exists, but he does like Talk of the Town. And, and being on that now, he, he I think, halfway knows who I am. Uh, his wife was a lovely lady. I, I spoke to her a couple times. His son, Max, is a very popular student at uh, JP2. Really good student, really good kid. He's going, you know, I've had people, and you even asked me this, Ben, why did Joe have that Army uh, pullover on when he did the interview with Nine on Your Side? And that's because his son, Max, is going to the United States Military Academy. He's going to Army. And I just think that's the coolest thing ever. Um, not an easy school to get into. Get no, no, no. Yeah, great for him. And and, and there's no military fan connections in Joe's background or his family background. So, I mean, the fact that he got um, into there is a testament to his work that he put in. And, and, and his family being a great family that they are. Uh, Joe's mom passed away a few years ago. She had lived here, obviously. Joe got to come back and kind of spend some time with her before uh, she passed. And I think that's a good thing he can take from this. I mean, Joe was involved in this community in a couple instances over 12 years. Uh, I think Joe's a class act. My dealings with him. Uh, I think Joe was frustrated with some things. And it's tough when the guy you're dealing with is not maybe the guy that hired you and, and the relationship is not uh, as great as it maybe could be or should be. And I don't think that's anyone's individual particular fault. I, I just think sometimes you you just don't see eye to eye with the people you're working with or working for. Happens all the time. Uh, Joe will be fine. I think you'll see him resurface somewhere really, really quickly. I think he could be a head coach again if he wants to be. Might not be immediately, but I think down the road he'll he'll have another opportunity to do that. Because he's got a track record of success. And I think people that know basketball know that this is a tough place to win. And the fact that he played without what many considered to be, including Joe, his best player this year, and had a 500 record overall, is a testament to what the hard work that he put in. You cannot question how hard Joe Dooley worked. You cannot. Um, I'll say this. I am I'm going to support whoever they hire because if you want ECU athletics to to succeed you have to. And you don't have to. You can make any choice you want. It's it's your money. However you want to spend it is up to you. Uh however you want to spend your free time is up to you. But I I think from the indications I've received this is going to be a quality hire. It's going to be an energetic hire and I think it could be a really good hire for program but I said this this morning I've said this to anybody who's asked me my opinion of this I've said this privately I've said it publicly Ben you know I've said this for a long time yep until we get serious about the commitment and that's more than money money's a big part of it but until we make it a priority at the university's highest levels down to athletics not saying athletics doesn't want to win but until it is a full buy-in from the administrative level on down you're going to have the results that have been going on here for years upon years upon years you might catch lightning in a bottle and have some success but you're going to have to have that commitment money's a big part of it and that's that's a tough deal right now we know the story there hopefully people will be asked to get on board and they'll return that support in kind through wanting the basketball program to succeed, and those that are able to give financially will be able to do it. I think that's a big part of it. I think the coach, whoever that is, is going to have to sell the program. It's going to have to 
it, it, it look, whoever's coming in is not dealing with the issues Joe dealt with. He dealt with terrible APR issues, awful APR issues. Uh, he didn't know how bad the APR issues were, as, from what I understand. And so that's a year. In fact, there's a cut where he says this from the TV interview. Let's. I'm going to go to that right now. I, I hope this is the right one. I didn't label them properly, Ben. I'm not a good producer like you are. So let me uh, let's let's just go a couple of comments that Joe Dooley made. Oh, I want to coach. Now, you you look back at your time here, and I, I look back, especially on the second time. You know, we we went through an APR year, we went through a COVID year, um, and every one of these guys graduated. You know, we'll have all of our guys since we've been here all four years. Every seniors graduated. The guys that are seniors this year with Tremont uh, and JJ will graduate here in the spring. So we fixed a lot of problems that that we inherited. So there you go. Uh, the academic situation is worlds better than it was. You have a solid foundation of players. I think the portal helps a place like East Carolina. So that's kind of my two cents on this. Ben, I know you might want to have a few things you want to say. I, I just want to hit a couple more Joe cuts here before we uh, before we go. This is what Joe had to say when he spoke uh, first to Channel 9 over the weekend. You know, I came here as a volunteer, not as a, as a prisoner. I mean, we came back because we wanted to be here. We liked the community. Uh, we were told they were going to, you know, basketball is going to be important, which is why we came back. Um, you know, th- those were the reasons we came back. Uh, and uh, I don't have my daggone script in front of me here, Ben. Give me a second to get uh, this. See, Ben, I'm a bad producer. I can't produce myself. I'm a bad <laughs> producer. Uh, so this was Joe on. Uh, can East Carolina basketball win? This is Joe Dooley. I, mean, I thought we were on the road. I thought we were right there. We got better every year. Uh, but it's going to take a massive commitment. And, uh, you know, they keep saying they want to make they win first and we'll make a commitment. It's, it's usually the other way around. Make a commitment and then people win. And that's kind of what I'm saying. I think, and, I, and again, all indications are I think people realize that, hey, it has to be a full-on university commitment. That from the chancellor's office, highest levels of uh, – of uh, ECU Athletic Administration, everybody realizes. And they believe that there could be a winner here, and I do too. I believe you can win. I mean, it was kind of proven this year. Yeah, we kind of saw that this year. You can win games in basketball here. Some points, at one point of the season, Minges was a hard place to play if you're the opposing team. Well, I think it was the whole year. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't for SMU. They should maybe be in the tournament. I thought we had really good turnouts all year. Yeah, no, it was, a, it was a good place. Uh, well, Joe, coach again. This is what he had to say to Channel 9. Oh, I want to coach. I, mean, I love coaching basketball. Um, I think we'll have some opportunities. I just want to be very particular and very uh, select in what we do. Uh, you know, it's, it's a good time for uh, for my wife and I to move. My son's going to college. Uh, so we'll have a chance. We can relocate and it won't be that big a problem. And I want to thank Joe. He, he was, again, good to me as far as cooperating to get the information I needed to do the telecast at the level I wanted. And uh, he's been good to our station and, and has come on. I mean, he came on when he was sick with COVID and the team was playing in Orlando that night. I mean, he came on then. Anytime we'd ask Joe to come on, he'd work it out in his schedule to, to come on the show with us. So I appreciate that very much. Ben, I know you enjoyed covering him, and I, and, you know, I know you have a few things you might want to say here. Yeah. I, I, first thing, I find, I'm going to be really interested to see who's going to be this next candidate because it's going to kind of be hard to find a guy who had – previous coaching experience at ECU and understood Pirate Nation and understood the fans while also was a former top recruiter and top assistant at a Blue Blood in Kansas and had a great reputation there 
Then he went to a lower D1 school and had great postseason success with Florida Gulf Coast. It's going to be hard to replace a guy like that, and I thought the program was trending in the right direction. I mentioned it earlier. We had great turnouts. We were competitive in a very competitive league. I know people want to get on Scott Seymour for saying this is a tough league. Well, it really is. <laughs> I mean, this conference is tough. We've seen it this year. It might be a three-bid league. And uh, we were competitive in most games, had a great turnout, generated a lot of excitement for the program this year. And I thought we were headed in a huge uh, – we took a huge step in the right direction. It's going to be hard for me to see us replace them with a coach that can recruit a talent on the caliber of, let's say, a Tristan Newton or a Winston Tabs. I don't think that was a matter of coincidence. Guys like them came to this program. I think that was definitely because of Dooley. And uh, I'm going to be watching very closely to see who they get to – replace him because I, I thought we were heading in the right direction with him and he was the man moving forward. Well, again, all indications are this is moving in the right direction uh, as far as a quick hire, which I think you have to have if you're going to make this move, and I, and I commend the administration for, for doing that. Um, we'll see. And, I mean, this person, I think anybody who takes a job, and I think Joe Dooley would tell you this as well, it, even with the the good foundation that has kind of been laid. And I mean, Joe had to gut the whole thing and redo it. Yep. Uh, but I think you, you're it's still going to take some time. It is a big boy basketball league. Um, now you look and say, well, there's only two teams in the, if you didn't watch that game yesterday and think that's high level basketball, you're nuts. And you don't know what you're talking about. And a lot of the reason why we're not going to see too many teams uh, getting a bid into the NCAA tournament is a lot of these teams are beating up on each other. The playing field was very level this year in the conference, I thought, except for maybe Houston. Even Houston suffered a few upsets in the conference by teams that yeah. kind of surprised them. I Look, I think Tulsa got rid of Frank Haith, and Frank Haith's been pretty successful. And, you know, there that, that tells me, and there's maybe a little more than meets the eye there, but... At least on he the had surface a regular level, that, championship with them. Yeah, that tells me on the surface level that they are serious about basketball and they didn't think Haith was the right guy to lead them. And he's had success, and he's been there a while. He's had success at Tulsa. Um, good coaches in this league. I talked to most all of them uh, this year one way or the other. And you've got uh, – and I've watched all these teams play a lot this year. And whoever the next hire is is going to have to be able – to have that level of recruiting, as you said, that that is, uh, you know, capable of, of playing and winning in this league. And, and look, Joe's team five hundred. It wasn't like this. I mean, they were still a flawed team. They still had some issues. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we've, they, we've covered they, it in, in, in heavy right. detail this year and talked about they, it. They, they, they. This pirate team had some deficiencies, but they played hard the whole year. And I think that's the, again part of the good foundation you've got is. You have kids that, depending on who stays, who goes, you you possibly have some kids that uh, staying that want to win, that will play hard, that are going to work in the offseason to get better. So we'll see. We will see. Uh, Pirate baseball tomorrow, and that'll be uh, at 3 o'clock first pitch. Is that right? You uh, got 245 it. Yep. airtime with uh, Scooter, and I'm presuming Coach O, but never assume. And uh, we will uh, have that for you right here tomorrow. Uh, inside the ECU clubhouse with Coach Cliff Godwin, got a little bit of a late post start today with that. We both had a, a few scheduling things uh, we needed to hash out, but we did. Uh, it's on the website now, 943thegame.com. We'll try to bring you as much of that as possible. Uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the baseball from the weekend. 
uh, and uh, some more news and nuggets when we return on the Patrick Johnson Show. Just three words tell you everything you need to know. They tell you why we employ more than 2,000 workers at our factory in Virginia Beach and why over 10,000 local steel dealers are putting battery power in the hands of Americans. Just three words. Made in America. Real steel. Find yours at steeldealers.com. The majority of steel products sold in America are made in America of U.S. and foreign materials. Batteries and chargers are sourced internationally. I use E85 ethanol in my flex fuel vehicle. It helps the environment and American farmers. I drive a fuel-efficient vehicle and use an E15 ethanol blend. You can, too, if you drive a 2001 or newer. I drive an electric vehicle to save on fuel costs, and it helps keep the air clean. We all choose how to get around, and your choice of travel can help the environment and the American economy. Sponsored by the NC Clean Energy Technology Center and the North Carolina Association of Broadcasters in cooperation with this station. Are you shopping for a new boat but can't find exactly what you want or don't want? Check out Pair Custom Boats in Washington. They custom build your boat with no more or no less than exactly what you want. You can design it yourself with Pair Custom Boats. Towers, T-tops, no T-tops, forward seating, rear seating, or just a flush deck. They can customize your wants and needs in one of their four models. And the big news for 2022 is there are now two new models being introduced this year. The new 25-foot and 27-foot models will be great additions to the Pair Customs lineup. Call today 252-717-7009. Visit the website at pairmarine.com or come see us in Little Washington, North Carolina. That's 252-717-7009 for Pair Custom Boats or visit the website and check out all the models at pairmarine.com. You can sit down and build your own custom built center console with Pair custom boats. Texas Roadhouse in Greenville is happy to support the community. At Texas Roadhouse, they not only want to be your favorite restaurant, they also want you to know they love this community and love supporting it. From providing food for charity golf tournaments to their school support programs, Texas Roadhouse is there when the Greenville community needs them. Also, it doesn't hurt that their food is awesome. Steaks, ribs, chicken, you name it, it's legendary. Texas Roadhouse, Southwest Greenville Boulevard, Greenville. Podcasts about the Pirates and Panthers are available. Sorry about that. I screwed it up. Let me do it again. Podcasts about the Pirates and Panthers available now online at the all-new 943thegame.com. And now, back to the P-Man, the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Maybe you're working every weekend. By golly, it seems like I am. Are you fed up with working too many hours? Are you bored with your job? Maybe you want to make more money in a new career. Victra, the largest independent retailer, one of the nation's largest cellular providers, and Victra's Greenville Contact Center is now hiring. Victra has opened positions for consumer sales, business-to-business sales. Uh, also, Victra has uh, other positions as well, customer care, operations support. Retail store support. Tremendous benefit. Operation support, if I didn't say that already. Uh, tremendous, tremendous benefits. They include commission potential, incredible commission potential. 
You're going to get paid to be trained. Your face-to-face training gets paid for. Medical, dental, vision. You're going to get paid time off. Vacays, it's commonly known. 50% uh, discount on your wireless bill. That saves some people some money right there. Access to wages prior to payday. A 401k matching program. That's huge. You can earn top dollar while working in a fun environment with a motivated team of professionals. Now, let me tell you what Victor is in the midst of here. They're going to be holding another one of their uh, famed hiring events. This time it's going to be Wednesday. And it'll be here in Greenville. Victor is hiring 35 people this week, and they want you to apply. They're going to hire 35 people this week. Hiring event Wednesday. you got to learn more about this event. You can apply online. Go ahead and streamline some of that process. Go to pit-jobs.com for information about the hiring event on the 16th, and you can apply while you're there as well. That's Victra, and it's Pitt, is in Pitt County, pit-jobs.com. It's the Patrick Johnson Show. We got uh, a lot going on here this afternoon. Uh, ECU Board of Trustees has called an um, a afternoon meeting on Wednesday, 3.30. Indications are that will be to discuss the uh, – Hiring uh, of a new basketball coach, it is being termed a confidential personnel matter, so it all kind of lines up. Uh, We understand that there are a few details uh, to be hashed out, but uh, this is on a fast track to have this occur sooner than later. All right, uh, Ben, you ready for today's uh, Pirate Report? And now, Patrick Johnson with today's Pirate Report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. The always anonymous text line was popping off in the middle of that Victor thing, and I was, you know. People want a job? No. No. They want to know about a job. They want to know about a job. And they wanted to know a few other things. It's just, it's constant. Um... Garrett Saylor was uh, a real big-time stud this weekend. And this is what Garrett Saylor had to say after the uh, doubleheader as he pitched in all three games in the series. Cut 12. Yeah, um, well, those first couple weekends, I didn't have the fastball that I wanted to, and that's my main pitch this year. And then my out pitch is a slider, so... Um, I'm pretty confident in both pitches right now, and uh, we're looking forward to the rest of the season. Uh, And then uh, this is Saylor, uh, who also, by the way, recognized as uh, the National Player of the Week for Baseball America. Uh, He says he is uh, confident in the defense behind him and plus his own abilities. Yeah, I mean – I have confidence in my in my defense to make the plays behind me, so I'm just going up there and attacking the zone. If they hit it, I know they can make a play. Um, but it was good to come out here and close the door tonight. And uh, we have some other comments from uh, Pirate players. We're going to get to some comments from uh, uh, Coach Godwin here in uh, a little bit. But uh, this is Ryder Giles after the win Friday over uh, the Gales when the Pirates probably had uh, – one of their best performances at the plate this year, and uh, Giles smacked a homer, which set the tone for the rest of the game. Yeah. Um, you know, I think you could uh, kind of make the argument that uh, Josh did that at the inning before. Their center fielder is unbelievable player out there, and he made a nice play on Josh's ball. And, um, you know, fortunately I was able to get it going next inning, but 
Um, you know, the guys in front of me did a great job, too, putting together tough at-bats. All right. Uh, this is uh, also uh, comments from uh, writer Giles talking about uh, Friday night's uh, game one win, the Pirates uh, base running, and also how they uh, ran the bases and uh, how they performed overall. Yeah, you know, that it's kind of like special teams in football. You can win or lose games in, uh, with base running and defense. And, um, you know, I think that was the deciding factor today. You know, we were really sound defensively uh, base running. I think Hoover stole second base and then was able to advance to third on a wild throw. And, um, you know, it was, it was able to, you know, give Sailor enough uh, kind of leeway there. And, you know, he was able to come in and do what he does a lot. So it was a good team win today. And uh, this is Giles uh, playing as or coming in and uh, working as a reliever. His comments just, on that. I just I come in and try to throw strikes. Um, you know, I, I make a joke with Cooch that I throw harder than him sometimes. But, um, no, I, I don't try to think too much into it. Just got to throw strikes and, you know, let the defense do what they do a lot of. All right. And then uh, there was this news on Carson Wisenhunt. Uh, we'll let Cliff Godwin lay it out, and we'll have a comment or two on uh, that, and then we'll get to our Inside the ECU Clubhouse segment with uh, Coach Godwin. Uh, so here is uh, Coach after the second game of the Sunday doubleheader talking about uh, the Carson Wisenhunt NCAA decision that he will not be with the program for the rest of this season. Carson has been deemed ineligible for the rest of the season by the NCAA. Um, Carson's not a bad kid. Um, but he will not be with us the rest of the season. Um, the coaching staff will support him on and off the field to help him academically. And then, you know, if he decides to come back in 2023, he'll be back on our team in 2023. But I would tell the fans that, you know, I'm not perfect and I've made mistakes in my life that maybe have come to, would have come to light. I wouldn't be the head coach here. So I would ask them to have some grace for him because he's not a bad kid. He will not be on the team the uh, the rest of the year, okay? And then if he wants to come back next year, he can come back next year. Gotcha. It's an NCAA decision, though. So on Instagram, Wizenhut announced uh, that he is ineligible for the rest of the season after taking uh, a common supplement uh, and basically saying, under NCAA rules, I'm not allowed to participate in the 2022 college baseball season. I'm a disappointed I won't be able to play this season and sincerely apologize to my teammates, coaches, family, and friends. Uh, it started the statement saying, over the winter break, I took supplements I purchased at a nationwide nutrition store, which resulted in a positive test. Uh, look, we had kind of heard this was the case a few weeks ago. The NCAA was uh, sorting it out, and uh, that was uh, sort of where this uh, – I guess decision was was made in the last few days and just announced at the end of the weekend, which is probably as appropriate at a time to uh, announce it at the end of the series. Uh, we do have Coach Godwin's comments on it. If time allows, we'll get to that in its entirety today on our Inside the ECU Clubhouse with Coach Godwin uh, comment. But uh, again, I, I don't think the kid did. This was not malicious, Ben. All your indications, you, I know you've talked to some people, are this was not done knowingly is your understanding and, and I think your opinion based on your understanding. Uh, and that's uh, what I'm going to go with at this point. I mean, he obviously made a mistake, but the NCAA thing is uh, a lot like that. You know, ignorance of the law is not uh, does not allow you to break a law. Uh, you know, if you jaywalk in a town and they have a strict no jaywalking ordinance, you're supposed to know that. So uh, you, you understand what I'm saying there. So yeah, take responsibility yeah, I, either way. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, these athletes are 
you know, they, they know what they're putting in their body and in a lot of cases, and that's what the NCAA is assuming that they, they should. So, look, it's rotten for the kid. It stinks. It had begin, become kind of one of the worst-kept secrets. But, uh, you know, you hadn't heard anything in a while, and you thought, well, last I heard is we'd know more in two weeks, and that was about two and a half weeks ago. Yeah, so, <laughs> maybe they're still trying uh, to get and, things straightened out. Right, and I think the NCAA was trying to go through their due diligence on this, and, and that's understandable. Um, will he be back next year? Obviously, it sounds like he can be. Uh, well, how will he handle this situation? Because obviously he stands to make a lot of money uh, as an early round draft pick and everything worked out. I mean, you're talking about somebody who was a preseason All-American pitcher of the year in the preseason for the American had a lot of opportunity. So we'll see how it shakes out. Uh, all right, uh, Ben, you got an update for us? Oh, plenty to talk about. All right, Ben Byram with a huge update, and then we'll go inside the uh, ECU clubhouse with Cliff Godwin uh, after you hear this on the Patrick Johnson Show, here's Ben Byron. Thanks, Patrick. Let's take a look at what's happening around Pirate Nation. We start for ECU Baseball. We won their series against St. Mary's over the weekend. Two games to one. One of the major bright spots for the Pirates in that series was reliever Garrett Saylor. Saylor pitched in all three games of the weekend, notching a save in the first game, getting three scoreless innings and striking out five in that win while recording a strikeout in two-thirds of an inning in game one of the doubleheader, and got three scoreless innings with five strikeouts in the second game of the doubleheader last night. Sailor's performance was good enough for him to be named one of Baseball America's National Players of the Week. Here was Sailor last night with Coach O following the win. Yeah, um, well, those first couple weekends, I didn't have the fastball that I wanted to, and that's my main pitch this year. And then my out pitch is a slider, so um, I'm pretty confident in both pitches right now, and uh, we're looking forward to the rest of the season. Sailor wasn't the only topic of discussion in that series as Coach Godwin confirmed in the post-game press conference yesterday that pitcher Carson Wisenhunt would be out for the remainder of the season due to an NCAA violation that Wisenhunt alluded to on social media as being a PED-type deal. Meanwhile, some more disappointing news in ECU basketball as head coach Joe Dooley and ECU have decided to part ways after a 10-year best 15-15 season. ECU AD John Gilbert in a press release stated that he thanks Joe for his dedication and commitment and wishes him well in his future endeavors. Gilbert stated that he also believes we have the fan base and the facilities that attract a top candidate to replace Dooley. From high school hoops over the weekend, both former Central girls and boys fell in their state championship contest over the weekend. Former boys Josh Short was recognized as 2A's most outstanding player of the year by the NCHSAA in the 70-68 loss to J.M. Robinson, while Maya Joyner of the girls team was given the same honor in their loss to Salisbury. Then from the NFL, Tom Brady has announced that he's unretiring. The Carolina Panthers have released A.J. Bouye and Morgan Fox. The Panthers' 2021 sacks leader in Hassan Reddick has signed a three-year, $45 million deal with the Eagles. Quarterback Mitch Trubisky has signed a two-year deal to be the starter at Pittsburgh. Miami signs Teddy Bridgewater to a one-year deal to be a backup. Former Patriots corner J.C. Jackson has just signed with the Chargers on a five-year, $82.5 million deal. The Browns are releasing Jarvis Landry or the Packers release Darius Smith. After signing linebacker Preston Smith to a four-year, around $50 million extension, the Jaguars are signing wide receiver Christian Kirk to a four-year, $72 million deal. And they're reportedly adding Pro Bowl commanders guard Brandon Scherf. The Vikings are signing Kirk Cousins to a one-year deal worth $35 million. And Deshaun Watson is expected to have face-to-face meetings with the Panthers and Saints to determine who he would waive his no-trade clause for. 
Wrapping up for Major League Baseball, the Braves get an all-star first baseman Matt Olson in a trade of Oakland, meaning they may not re-sign Freddie Freeman. The Mets gets A's all-star ace Chris Bassett in exchange for prospects. The Giants sign Cy Young candidate Carlos Rodon to a two-year $44 million deal. The Yankees grab Josh Donaldson in a trade of the Twins, giving up Gary Sanchez. And Nelson Cruz signs a one-year $15 million deal with the Nationals. That's going to do it for your 94th of the game sports update. I'm Ben Byron. We return Coach Godwin on the other side of this quick timeout. The pitch. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up. That ball is gone. On your flagship home of Pirate Baseball. 94.3 The Game. Having repairs done in your apartment should never come with strings attached, like being harassed and constantly pressured for sexual favors. My leaky faucet turned into the maintenance man asking, when are we going to get to know each other better? I needed my air conditioner fixed, but my building manager repeatedly kept coming into my apartment unannounced and without permission. My landlord told me my rent would be free if I gave him something in exchange. Sexual harassment by anyone associated with your housing isn't just wrong, it's against the law. The Fair Housing Act protects you from harassment, including someone making unwelcome sexual advances or refusing to make repairs because you deny sexual favors. If this happens to you, you can stop it by filing a complaint with HUD. So I called HUD and filed a complaint against my building manager. No strings attached. Fair Housing. The law is on your side. To learn more, visit HUD.gov slash fair housing. That's HUD.gov slash fair housing. If you fear for your safety, call 911. A public service message from HUD in partnership with the National Fair Housing Alliance. Attention business owners and management, Roebuck Staffing of Greenville and Newbern is here for you. Will Roebuck and his staff are committed to fulfilling your staffing needs. Whether you're a contractor, a manufacturing company, or if you just need janitorial or clerical work for your business. Roebuck Staffing also does temporary to permanent and direct hiring. Roebuck Staffing is your trusted partner for all of your staffing needs and employment opportunities. Call Roebuck Staffing at 252-364-8700 or find them online at roebuckstaffing.com. Country Mart stores of Pitt County are locally owned and part of your community. At Country Mart, they offer that great Shell gasoline with Shell rewards that save you money at the pump. And these days, that's really important. And don't forget Smitty's Restaurant at the Highway 11 store with great lunch specials daily and Pat's desserts that will be the best you've ever had. The Stokes location also offers hot food. Country Mart with two locations, Highway 11 between Greenville and Bethel and Highway 903 in Stokes. HealthWise Pharmacy rounds the bases with all of your infusion, retail, compounding, and medical equipment needs. Locally owned and operated by pharmacist Marcy Parker, HealthWise has grown to be your most trusted provider for infusion services. Currently providing in-home or on-site infusions in North Carolina, South Carolina, and Virginia. Visit HealthWise Pharmacy at 615B South Memorial Drive or call 252-295-0059 to speak to a patient service representative to find the option that best suits your needs. Your home of the ECU Pirates, Dan Patrick and Adam Gold. 94.3 The Game, Eastern Carolina's home for sports. And now, back to the P-Man. Back, back, back. The Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Play ball! It's time to head inside the ECU clubhouse with Pirate Baseball Coach Cliff Godwin. On your home for East Carolina Baseball, 94-3 The Game. Going back, looking up, see you later! 
Patrick Johnson's visit with Coach Godwin is covered by The Gavigan Agency, covering Pirate Nation's personal and commercial insurance needs with offices in Greenville and Newburn, And by HealthWise Pharmacy in Greenville, locally owned and operated by pharmacist Marcy Parker. HealthWise Pharmacy puts you and your health first. Here's Patrick Johnson with Coach Cliff Godwin. Pirate head coach Cliff Godwin, as you heard, is with us here, and it is inside the ECU clubhouse with Pirate head coach Cliff Godwin. I'm merely Patrick Johnson. It's great to have Cliff with us uh, here after a twin bill yesterday. Pirates playing in some chilly conditions, taking two of three over the weekend from a very game and very competitive St. Mary's team. So, Coach, uh, great series victory for your club. Yeah, they were, I think, uh, 11-1 and or 12-1 and coming in and uh, really good quality opponent. I think they're, they were really well coached. Um, I don't know much about their coach at all, but I, I could say after playing the weekend, I thought they were really well coached and they had good players and different looks out the bullpen with their pitching staff and they were solid hitters and made our pitchers work. So I, I thought they were a really solid club. You know, uh, interesting too, you get to kind of maybe see a, a different style. You get to see a different kind of team uh, and what's been a good challenging non-conference. And I know that's a lot of what you want to, uh, you know, maybe set up with, with the non-conference schedule, but it's a West Coast team, and, uh, and as you kind of stated there, uh, good bullpen. I mean, you're going to see these quality of teams as uh, you advance on throughout the year. Yeah, we've definitely been tested. I can tell you that. <laughs> so, uh, we've, uh, we've been tested. We have uh, been challenged. We have obviously had our, um, you know, adversity handed to us at different times, and it can only make us better if we learn from it. So um, that's what we're banking on, and we're just trying to get a little bit better every single day. Coach, uh, Friday, a little slow uh, out of the gate, so to speak. And Well, Coach, uh, again, uh, Friday seemed like one of the more complete games, uh, and you hit the ball really well. Could, could you just talk about the Friday game uh, for, for the Pirates against St. Mary's? Well, I, I said this to our team. I said it publicly. Uh, when our guys are mentally engaged and are ready to go and are hungry and intentful in what we do, I mean, we're, we're a pretty good team. And I thought we were really good in all three phases. But you could tell during batting practice on Friday that we were going to be ready to go. Uh, against a very good St. Mary's team, I thought Cooch was outstanding. I thought Garrett Saylor was outstanding. I thought we played really good defense behind them. And I thought we swung the bats good and, um, had seven runs. So, I mean, you went seven to two. We talk about scoring five or more, giving up three or less, and not making any errors or making one or less errors. Excuse me. Those are the three things we kind of talk about. And we accomplished all three of those goals on Friday. When you do that, you, you're going to win. And uh, our guys did a good job on Friday. Well, and you, you've said this before, maybe recently. That was, you felt, the most complete. Uh, game you guys have had this season perhaps the most complete game since the unc sunday game no question i I thought it was a really well played game um by our guys and i thought our coaching staff did a really good job preparing our guys um to be ready to play a really good well coached st mary's team they threw a little wrinkle at you on sunday in game one of the double header um and you in a little slow out of the gates with the uh the bats for the pirates but they they started their shortstop who had been, a, I think, some mid, a midweek guy for them for his first weekend uh, start. So that was certainly interesting. Uh, the, the, I guess what you took from game one yesterday is that 
your guys at least were able to kind of rally and get back into thing late. Yeah, we did. We didn't show up ready to play tomorrow. I mean, yesterday. I mean, that's and look, that falls on me. I'm the head coach, and uh, we had a good scouting report on the guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did not execute what we were trying to do um, offensively, and we were sluggish. And you know, I didn't think Groves was sharp, so it was just a combination of things. And uh, that was the guy's first start. Um, so. He'd been pitching on the bullpen. He's got a really good arm. He's got good stuff. But that was his first start, and he's a good job. And I guess you got to tip your hat to him. And then, you know, we rallied too late. But that was after I had to go to the bench and pretty much play a lot of guys. And those guys showed up and did a really good job to, you know, make it a one-run game. And we had the time run on base um, in the ninth inning. So that was a positive that our guys kept fighting. Coach, uh, in game two, uh, it seemed like some of that did carry over. What was the difference in the second game of the doubleheader? Well, guys kept fighting. I mean, if you watch the game and uh, when things aren't going well, the game challenges you at times. And, you know, there was one double by a guy with runners on where he took a full swing and he hit it off the cap and it landed like on the right field line. Could have been foul. I reviewed it, but we got to get a better camera system, which if I have to pay for it out of my own pocket, I will because <laughs> we have to get cameras down the line to be able to see when a ball is hit off the bat if it's fair or foul. So, um, of course, the review didn't go our way. And, you know, like as when the game's challenged you, nothing goes your way. And I was proud of our guys, the way they hung in there, um, stayed in the fight. And we put together some, some big crucial at-bats late in the game. And, of course, Garrett Saylor – and make you work tremendous out of the bullpen. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about Sailor in a little bit. I, I want to uh, go back on the on the replay. Uh, obviously, it really comes down, and there's we, we've talked about this a little bit before, there's kind of no u- uniform situation with the cameras from park to park, is there? I mean, everything's a little different. So the, the angle or the, the information on those replays that the umpires would have accessible to them, it differs, does it not, from, from stadium to stadium? Well, some, yeah, some stadiums only have replay, so we are beneficial that we have replay. But if you look at the way our stadium camera system set up, you got center field, you've got third base dugout, you got first base dugout, and you've got a high home. Well, the high home has to catch it. Like right. the, the guy who's ever doing the camera has to get there quick enough. So it's just really hard. Like you, you can't do it. So you need a camera going right down the right field line or the first base right field line and right down the third base left field line. And, that's how big league parks have it. And so when there's a fair foul ball call, you can, you can check it there. And the hump on plate umpire stared at me and it was like, Hey man, I think you should review this. And so it was our second review. And I'm like, well, hopefully this guy's got some integrity. Hopefully he wouldn't just be staring at me if he thought it was fair because right. it was called fair. And they didn't have a good angle at it when they went in to review, but I reviewed it anyway just because the whole play umpire was right, there. Right, right. Like, hey, well, do you want to review it? <laughs> at least he communicated that kind of with you in a way. That, yeah. yeah. So yeah. there was that. Uh, Cliff Godwin is with us here. You mentioned Garrett Saylor. Three innings uh, on uh, Friday uh, gives you two-thirds uh, yesterday and then comes out to close uh, uh, things yesterday. A win and a save over the weekend, and, and it just continues to be awesome for the Pirates. Yeah, it's just. You know, everybody, you know, jumping off ship uh, when he had those two Friday starts. And, 
you know, that was just uncharacteristic of what he's done for us. I mean, he really hadn't been handed any adversity when he was facing our guys because he was pitching like he's pitching now. And for whatever reason, when he was starting, he just, the ball wasn't sinking. And you can see how good he is when the ball sinks. And a great human being, a guy that had his struggles early in his career, and, and nobody ever talks about that. But right. I couldn't be more happy for him and more proud for him. Uh, Coach, uh, Danny Beal out of the pen. Uh, We've seen him in spots this year, and he continues to, when he gets the opportunities, be impressive. Uh, Worked uh, four innings at Radford. Uh, but uh, And, and of course, showed up in the first game yesterday. But he's kind of proven, especially in a lot of the midweek situations uh, so far, to to have been a real asset for you guys. Danny's done a good job. He he, um, took it, you know, with Coach Knight and, and our guidance. We, we tried to make him to somewhat of a version of Cam Colmore. He's changed his arm slot, which has allowed him to get some more movement on his fastball. It's also just helped him have different looks. And Danny has done a really good job. He's continued to get better. He's worked hard at it and really been selfless because a lot of times guys are reluctant to change their arm action and stuff. And, and Danny wasn't. He wanted to help the team in any way. And I appreciated that. And our coaching staff appreciates that. Uh, you, you've talked a lot uh, in our visits about uh, AK, as you call him, Austin Knight, elevated to the pitching coach this year. Uh, my limited interaction with him, he seems like just a, a, an ace of a guy. Uh, so he, he's done a really fine job, and, and it seems like uh, that he has a really good relationship with a lot of guys on this staff. Nah, AK's a stud, um, as all of our coaches are. Well, they wouldn't be here if they weren't studs, and, and I'm talking about they're great coaches, but they're better people as well, and um, they're working tirelessly to continue to help us get better. Um, you know, guys behind the scenes, the whole deal. So, uh, But AK's done a tremendous job, as Jeff's done a tremendous job with the defense and helping me out with the hitters and the base running and the bunt game. So um, a lot of guys working really hard to, to help us get better every day. Uh, Cliff Godwin is uh, with us here. You've uh, kind of gone with the rotation at, uh, you know, the catching spot. We've seen a lot of different guys uh, playing catcher this year. Uh, ben Newton got to, to see a lot of uh, Ben Newton, it seemed like, uh, this weekend. Could you talk about him a little bit? Ben is uh, emerging as one of our leaders, even when he's not on the field. Fifth-year guy, really taking it upon himself, him and Bryson, to kind of lead our position players. Um Ben is kind of been Pooch's uh, personal catcher. They have a mm-hmm. really good working relationship. They talk the game a whole lot. Um, and he's done good. He's done a really good job. And then, you know, Justin Wilcoxon has done a good job as well. Um, and then you've got some young guys that are continuing to get in there. I mean, Aiden Edwards has only called one inning, but he's done a good job. He's continuing to work hard. And Ryan McChrystal got a couple innings in yesterday, which got his first hit. Other guys first yeah. Yeah, yep, got his first hit. Yeah, um, but uh, allows the guys. You know, when you're playing double header, it's a lot of innings. So the more you can get different guys in there, the better. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Coach, uh, tomorrow the uh, trip to uh, Old Dominion always a tough place to play. That's kind of one of those places that they get jacked up uh, to play the Pirates, uh, and then uh, the weekend uh, trip to Charleston, which I think will be a lot of fun for Pirate fans are going to make the trip. Just uh, the, the schedule and what it kind of looks like, an off day today, but then what the, the rest of the schedule will look like with a, uh, a week where you have four road games. Yes, yeah, so we'll we'll leave 
you know, fairly early tomorrow. I think the game's at three um, tomorrow. So we'll get up there. We'll take batting practice. Uh, I, before this weekend, they'd only lost one game, so they're mm-hmm. really good. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll be we'll be the underdog, um, at least uh, in my book. So we'll need to go up there and play really well, um, you know, against a very quality opponent. And then we'll come back and we'll practice on Wednesday, and then we'll hit the road on Thursday to get ready for Charleston. Coach, uh, I know a mantra has been, you know, playing as a team and, and playing, you know, with the pride of being a an ECU baseball player. Um, are, are we starting to see some of that, or is that still a message that uh, – and I know the message is preached, but is that a message that's really kind of taken some hold with, with some of these guys as, as you continue to preach it here throughout the season? Yeah, it's always had a, a hold of, you know, the majority of our guys. It's just getting the uh, collective group on board and – it's still a work in progress, but we have shown signs of improvement. And, you know, I saw a stat that, you know, made me feel a little bit better, but we start out one and five and now we're, we've been eight and two since then. Yeah. So, um, yeah. that's, that's a good thing. And we're just trying to get better. And if we continue to focus on helping one another, serving one another and staying true to our core covenant, um, which is our parts, uh, acronym and our, our parts paragraph and, our mission and our motto, if we do that, then we'll be in good shape at the end of the year. Coach, as far as uh, the situation with Wizenant, you addressed it after the game. Uh, he since has released a statement. Uh, I think it's important, again, to emphasize uh, this is a, a kid, it seems like a tough break, but, I mean, a, a young man that you said is a, a good young man yesterday. I just want to give you a chance to elaborate a little further on that if you'd like to. Um, Carson is a good young man. Carson made a mistake. Um, and the NCAA has suspended him for the rest of this year. Um, I'm not going to crucify Carson because, as I said yesterday, I've made mistakes in my life that I'm not proud of. So um, I'm going to have him give him some grace and make sure that he takes care of his academics and he finishes out the semester strong, and then if he wants to come back in 2023, he'll come back in 2023. Coach, always a great conversation with you. We do appreciate it, and uh, best of luck on the road this week. Thanks, Patrick. Appreciate it, buddy. Inside the ECU Clubhouse with Pirate Coach Cliff Godwin is brought to you by the Gavigan Agency, covering Pirate Nation's personal and commercial needs with offices in Greenville and New Bern, and by Healthwise Pharmacy in Greenville, locally owned and operated by pharmacist Marcy Parker. Healthwise Pharmacy puts you and your health first. Why? Why? Safety. Dance. Dance. Dan Patrick mornings. Adam Gold middays. Patrick Johnson on the way home. The best sports talk lineup in the Pirate Nation is heard right here. Right, 94.3 The Game. The flagship station of the ECU Pirates and Eastern North Carolina's home for sports. Woo-hoo! More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up. I'm Gray Fussell. I'm a fourth-generation winemaker at Dupa Winery and a proud alumnus of ECU. I'd love for you to visit with us in Rose Hill or North Myrtle Beach or look for our delicious fruity wines in your favorite store or on our website. As always, thank you for your support. And now that I work full-time with my dad, I understand why Mom enjoys a glass of our Hatter's Red every night. Thanks for drinking Duplin and go Pirates. Hi, Bobby. Hey, Sarah. The usual. 
This is the last time I'm coming here for coffee. I'm on a budget now. One sec. Cold brew for Blake? It's Jake from State Farm. Sarah, don't give up what you love. State Farm has policy options to get you a surprisingly great rate. Good. I need my iced oat milk latte with caramel and cinnamon on top. Girl, me too. For surprisingly great rates, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today. In a world where a single touch can threaten the surfaces of your home, there's Microband 24. Just one spray bites bacteria all day. Bacteria incoming. Shields up, defenders. When used as directed, Microband 24 Sanitizing Spray forms a defensive shield that keeps killing 99.9% .9 of bacteria for up to 24 hours. Touch after touch. Threat eliminated. Microband 24. Don't just sanitize it. Microband it. Now spraying in a store near you. Need $1,000 to $10,000 immediately for a gift for someone special, car repairs, or unexpected expenses? Time Financing Service offers competitive loan rates. Apply online and get your answer in less than an hour in most cases. Then you can pick up the cash at any of our 24 convenient locations. Apply online 24-7 at timefinancing.com. That's timefinancing.com. Time Financing Service. All loans subject to current credit policy of Time Financing Service. One-hour loan approval and same-day cash in most circumstances, exceptions may apply and now the stunning conclusion of the show it's the p-man here on 94.3 the game well breaking news uh ben regarding deshaun watson what do we got he is uh willing to waive his trade calls for uh, new orleans and carolina that's it. Ben, do you do you realize in about a week's time, the Panthers were looking like, ah, who knows? Maybe. Wide open division to Brady's back and the Saints are going to get Watson. Do you realize this? <laughs> it's not looking too good. I mean, you're willing to give up this whole defense that you've predicated your whole tenure on that you've built to get Deshaun Watson. I don't understand it whatsoever. I'd I rather him just play his cards in the draft. My sales pitch to Watson would be, You'll have great cardio because you'll be running for your life if you're the Carolina Panthers. So you'll be running on every play. A lot of Clemson That'd fans. Be... <laughs> ah, there area. you go. There's your sales pitch. Those are your sales pitches. That's All right. Uh, thanks to Cliff Godwin. Great job by Ben. Tomorrow, uh, preempted by baseball, stay with our social media. We'll be on top of this at 943 The Game on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook. And uh, we'll be back on uh, Wednesday with hopefully some big news. hot dog pizza homemade lemonade hey pirate nation warren's now has two locations in greenville across from ron ayers motorsports and the new chocolate location next to the fire department stop in today for hot dogs pizza subs apple and peach turnovers homemade lemonade and breakfast in chocolate featuring homemade cheese ham and chicken biscuits plus sausage dogs and more warren's hot dogs want some get some go pirates